verse 6, and I'm going to read verse 6 to 8. Because I want to I get to some. I'm going to give you my subject first. This is going to be my subject. And now I stand and am judged, Paul says, for the hope of the promise, no S, made of God to our fathers, under which promise our 12 tribes, instantly serving God day and night, hope to come. For which hope, King Agrippa, which hope say, I am accused of the Jews. Why should it be thought a thing incredible with you that God should raise the dead? So when I began to talk to God about what is the promise that you made to the fathers that Israel, the 12 tribe, was waiting to receive, it opened up so much word. I'm so glad you're here. All right. Now, let's go to last week, what I read to you, Hebrew chapter 9, and we're going to see our subject today. We're going to give you last week's subject now. We're going to give you our subject for today. Let's go back to Hebrew chapter 9, verse 24. Let's see last week's subject. If you was not here, you need to get that. We are on tape number 43, a day, I think. All right, so we're going to go back to Hebrews. We're talking about the Apostle Paul ministry now. The Apostle Paul ministry, this is tape 43, 9 o'clock. 11 o'clock be 44. Last week was 41, 42. All right, you can check it out. All right, but let's go to work. Hebrew chapter 9, verse 24. Go come back to your camera. Hebrew chapter 9. We're going to go in your camera right in the front here. All right. Is that Mr. Noah up there himself? Yeah. Hebrew chapter 9, verse 24. We come to your camera, Brother Noah. Christ is not entered. Now, Paul is telling the Hebrews what Christ is. He said, Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands. See, those are the holy places with an S was the outer court, inner court, or the holy place, or the holy holies that they were going in as high priests. He said, no, that's not what, where he is. He says, but into heaven itself, those things were just a figure of the truth. He said, but Christ is into heaven itself. Now, to appear in the presence of God for us, nor yet that he should offer himself as the high priest entered into the holy place every year with blood of others. So he said he, he's not in there. That's where the high priest Aaron and his sons, the Levites, that's where they will go. But here in verse 26 he says, For then must he have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now, once in the end of the world. Now I'm going to show you that in today's teaching if I can get to it. In the end of the world, or the end of the age, or the end of that dispensation, hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. All right. So we talked about last week. He has appeared, so I talked about last week, looking for Christ Jesus. Say it with me. Looking for Christ Jesus. All right, now. Last week, you need to get that tape because if you can get what I'm giving you in this tape on this series, especially this part I'm doing right now, 
you can know the word for yourself. You should, all this I'm giving you, if you keep up with me, you're going to be like, wow. You're going to sit around like the angels do in heaven saying, holy, holy, holy. And our information in our language is wow, wow. So that's why I spend my time doing now. Wow. All right. All right. Now let's go to Revelation chapter 1. And we're going to give our subject for the day. Revelation chapter 1. And I want you to hear how I'm going to give it to you. And the only way I can give you this, I have to know that I know what I'm talking about. All right? All right. So you can't just say something about God's word. You got to know what you're talking about. All right. Revelation chapter 1, verse 4 through verse number 8. Going to come back to you, sir. Revelation chapter 1, verse 4 through verse number 8. This is what we're going to get our subject. Revelation chapter 1, verse 4 says, John... To the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be to you, and peace from him which is, which was, and which is to come, from the seven spirits which are before his throne. Now, if you understand what John just said, John said the same thing that Paul said to his churches. Grace be to you. Because they know what dispensation, what they got coming. This is what they had coming. Grace be to you and peace from him which is, which was, and which is to come, and from the seven spirits which were before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, watch this, the first begotten from the dead, the prince of the kings, that's very important, prince of the kings of the earth. Unto him, that were of the earth being of Israel, unto him that loved us, past tense, and washed us, past tense, from our sins in his own blood. So he's already told them, look, Christ already, that's how you're able to get grace. I just, he just told us how to get grace because Christ has washed us from our, own, from our sins in his own blood. So that's why you're able to get grace. And here, here's what you're going to follow. Watch this. He not only done that, and hath patent made us king. Now remember, John is writing to the 12 tribes of Israel. He's not writing to, the, to us. Paul wrote to us. So he's telling them, and has made us, talking about 12 tribes of Israel, kings and priests under God, and his father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Now here's the subject. Behold, look. He cometh with clouds and every eye. Now remember, he's not talking to Gentiles. We're going to show you this in the word. And every eye shall see him and they also which pierced him. Now we know it was Israel uh, uh, the crucifixion, it was the Roman that pierced him. So we know we wasn't back there. So you can't put yourself into something that's already finished. Behold, he cometh with clouds. Every eye shall see him, talking about Israel. And they also which pierced him, talking about the Romans. And all kindreds of the earth, all 12 tribes. The word kindreds in your Bible tell you 12 tribes of Israel. They shall well because of him. Amen. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning of the ending, saith the Lord, 
which is, which was, which is to come, the Almighty. All right, now let's, let's read that same thing, verse, Revelation chapter 1 and verse 4 through 8, out of the Christian Standard Bible, which we do have back there. Uh, we're going to read Revelation chapter 1. I just want you to hear it again. I'm going to get my subject, then we're going to go to work. We're going to give you one solid hour of word. Revelation chapter number 1. We're going to look at verse 4. Revelation chapter 1, verse number 4. John, already got it. John to the seven churches in Asia. Grace and peace to you from the one who is, who was, and who is to come. So in the book of Revelation, he hadn't come yet. It's because they said who is to come. And from the seven spirits before his throne. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler, watch this, of the kings of the earth. We know the kings, uh, kings is Israel. They were both priests and kings, all right? Then in verse number, uh, it says, to him who loved us, past tense, here they say love, but it's past tense, and has set us free from our sins by his blood, and has made us, watch this, a kingdom, really supposed to be a kingdom of priests, a kingdom of priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. So he made them king and priest. Now, once you really get this, you're going to know why Jesus came and you're going to know why Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom. And you're going to realize it was for Israel because they were supposed to enter into the kingdom. We'll see that today too. Now, verse 7, look, he's coming with the clouds. He's coming with the clouds. Every eye will see him, even those who pierce him, even those who pierce him, and all the tribes of the earth. Now, we know the tribes of Israel now. We are mourn over him. So it is to be amen. And verse 8 says, I am Alpha and Omega, saith the Lord God, the one who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. All right. So I'm going to be talking about today. He came with the clouds. You got to know your stuff to jump out there like that, boy. See, John said he's coming. We're 2,000 years late. I know we got folks waiting, but I'm going to give you the answer. Past tense. He came with the clouds. All right. Now, let's show you the word. See, I don't have anything to boast on. The word already told us this. I'm just going to show you in the word that I'm right. And it took me a lot of my years for I would teach you he came with the clouds. See, this is what the Holy Ghost been doing in your pastor. All right. Now. So just receive it. Don't fuss with it. You know, don't despise me. Thank God for somebody who know. All right. All right. Now, let's, let's move. Let's go back to Acts now. And I want to show you one more time. Acts chapter 26. I ask you a question. In Acts chapter 26, why did the Bible say this? In Acts 26, and now in verse number 6, that's where we are. We're back to the King James Version. 
And verse 6, and now I stand and am judged, Paul says, for the hope of the promise made of God to the Father. I'm going to show you what did God promise the Father that Israel, 12 tribes, was waiting for when Paul wrote this letter. They were still here. I showed you that. Here, he said, they are waiting unto which promise? Our 12 tribe, instantly serving God, day and night, hope to come. So Christ hadn't come then. For which hope say, King Agrippa, I'm accused of the Jews. Now, let's go to work so we'll be able to see what's going on. I gave you Hebrew chapter 9. I'm not going back there. I gave you Revelation chapter 1, verse 4 through 8. He came with the clouds. So we're going to see as the word. Let's go to the book of Jude. Every time I give you something, it's going to tell you what he was coming to do. From the book of Jude, all your questions are going to be answered. Uh, when I do this, I'm going to do another verse, 1 Corinthians 6, before I forget it, and verse 1 and 2. When I do this verse, I don't want to forget. I want to do that verse at the same time. Uh, my Bible just turned to 1 Corinthians 6, but I got to hold that and I got to go to the book of Jude, verse 14. It's not a chapter, just verses. Verse 14, the book of Jude, the last book before the Revelation, the book of Revelation, you will see the book of Jude. And you're going to see what Jude says. He's writing to the seven churches in Revelation. But in the book of Jude, he's also writing to the Jews. Now, let's show you what he says. In verse 14, Jude 14 and 15. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam. I'm going to wait for you to put the screen up. And Enoch, the seventh from Adam. We're going to wait because I want all this on the, on the screen. He's the seventh from Adam. Watch what he says. Behold, the Lord cometh, watch this, with 10,000 of his saints. Now you know that your phone is too loud. I shouldn't have to go through that today, right? All right, you listen, but you're not trying to preach, right? All right. The Lord cometh. We're just waiting on the screen up there. That's what we're waiting on. The Lord cometh, watch this, with ten thousands of his saints. Now, that's what I just got through showing you. Say that with me. The Lord cometh with ten thousand of his saints. Now, I just read to you, he cometh with clouds. So what do you supposed to learn from that as a Bible student? The saints and the clouds, the same word, right? right? That's how you're supposed to learn the Bible. All right? The Lord come with 10,000 of his saints. And he told you why he coming here. To execute judgment. Now this is 2,000 years ago because I'm showing you he came with the clouds. So that means judgment can't be in your future. He came to execute judgment. I'm going to show you, and I'm going to show you the scripture. He came with judgment. To, he came to execute judgment upon all and convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds. Now, you know it can't be you because you're not judged under the law. 
by your works, your deeds, right, which they have ungodly committed. And of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against Christ. If you remember, Jesus said, you know, you, you can speak against me. But if you speak against the Holy Ghost, there'll be no forgiveness. So these people rejected the gospel of grace. I'm going to show you what happened to them. The reason why they were judged, they rejected the, listen, they rejected the Holy Ghost. When you reject the gospel of grace, which 95% of churches are doing in our day, don't be you, you sitting right in here under the word of grace. Well, these people rejected the gospel of grace, which is the gospel that Paul preached. And that's why they were judged. Now, I get a chance, I'm going to give you two verses today to show you that. Paul said that's what happened to them. They rejected. When I go to 2 Thessalonians, I'm going to show it to you. 1 Thessalonians, I'm going to show it to you. That's why they, were, they did it. They rejected the gospel of grace. See, if you reject the gospel of grace, there's no other salvation. All right, let's move on. Now, I gave you Jude. They, he came with clout. He came to execute judgment. So let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6. That's what you ought to put by your, your, your reading right there. 1 Corinthians 6 and 1. So you understand what Paul meant when he gave us these verses. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and you're going to see why the saints had to come back and why the saints had to be Israel. And why they had to be the kings and the priests. You're going to get all that if I have to teach again next week on it. First Corinthians chapter 6 verse 1 says, I dare any of you having a matter against another go to the law because of the unjust and not before the saints. Do you not know that the saints should judge the world, and he's not talking about us. He's talking about Israel, the one that did not receive Christ. They were called the world. How did I know that? Because God so loved? <laughs> you get it. Yeah. Do you not know that the saints should judge the world? And if the world, and when I show you who the world is, it's Israel who didn't want God. If, 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 watch this. Do, not, do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matter? Right. So he was talking to the saints. He was asking them, why don't you go to the saints? They're going to judge all Israel. All right. It would not be anybody from, from United States. All right, let's move on. Now, let me, I'm showing you this because when you go see that, when you go see that, you're going to be like, Oh, my God. Now, in the new covenant, the way you understand and the way I understand the new covenant, let me show you how I do it. You write there in 1 Corinthians chapter number. Go back up. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let me show you how I understand the Bible. Paul told us how he understood the Bible. And let's start reading verse 6. I'm giving you this because Paul told you how to understand the Bible. If you don't do this, you will never understand the Bible. Because man don't know. 
1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6 says, Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world come to know. They don't know it. But we speak the wisdom of God, watch this, in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. He's talking about Israel and all their princes. None of them knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I had not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. So you can't get this from man. But God hath, past tense, Paul says, revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the Holy Ghost, capital S, searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man. But the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, only one knows. Now Paul going to say, now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the thing that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak, Paul says, not in the words which man wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches. The Holy Ghost teaches. I'm showing you how I get my message every week. So be very careful when you speak against my message. I'm just telling you the truth. Like Jesus said, I tell you the truth. <laughs> I get my message from the Holy Spirit. Which things also we speak, not in words which man wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches. This is how he teaches, comparing the Old Testament with the New Testament. He said it this way, comparing spiritual things which is the new covenant, which spiritual, which is the old covenant. But the natural man. So don't go ask somebody who ain't saved. They know nothing about this. The natural man receives not the things of the spirit of God. They are foolishness unto him. Neither can they know them because they are spiritually understood. That's the word discerned. All right. So that's why I tell you, it's an awesome thing. I don't say anything. I'm sitting down right now because of a message that I'm going to have to minister to you one day. That's why I'm sitting down. And when I show you that, I'm going to show you how you get the grace of God and how did Paul get it. And I'm going to show you what it means when Paul says, no, not going there, Lord. Come on, Reverend, stay on. Deuteronomy chapter number 33. Let's go to work. Stay on course. Deuteronomy chapter 33. I be wanting you to know so. But anyway. Now, I'm going to give you Deuteronomy, and then I'm going to also give you Exodus. And I'm going to show you in these two chapters, you must understand, if you can understand Moses' ministry, and like I keep saying to people, you need to watch the Ten Commandments. I've already seen it. You already, listen, if you can ever understand Moses' ministry, you can understand Jesus' ministry. Now, I want you to put down two things. Hopefully, I get a chance to show you in this teaching. If not, I'll show you the next teaching. I'm going to show you that in Exodus chapter 19 and 20 is when Moses went up into the mountain the first time. It shows you his first coming. 
See, Moses has two sets, really three sets of 40. So Moses really was 140 years old when he died. So he had, his ministry was set up into three sections of 40. Let's do the first section. We come to this camera. The first section of 40 in Moses' ministry is his life when he was a baby in Egypt. He had to come to age when he was 40 years old. Now he learned what happened in those 40 years. But he did not understand because nobody was able to give him what he needed to know. But he saw an Egyptian killing one of his brothers. He realized that he was an Egyptian. And those people that was in Egypt was his brothers who was brought into slavery because of Joseph. Now he's 40 years old. He realized, I can't stay here. I got to find out what's going on here because first of all, the people that just got killed was one of my brothers and they was killed by an Egyptian. So I got to get out of here my first 40 years. So he goes, he goes to Midian and he meets a young lady. Anybody know her name? Moses' wife? You'll find out later. See, you don't watch Ten Commandments, so you know where you're going to know Moses' wife. This is okay. All right. You, but I don't want to watch Moses' wife. You don't know Moses' wife. See, that's what I'm saying. All this you need to know because Moses is a type of Christ. So Moses found a wife, and then he had two sons. What was, his, what was Moses' wife's name? Oh, Zipporah. Okay. It's Zipporah, but it's called Zipporah. Okay. But that's his first wife. Now, this man had many, many daughters, but this is the one he chose, which is the oldest daughter. All right. Now, he have two sons. Now, I'm not going to ask you his two sons. That would be a little too much. All right. Now, here Moses have sons. Now, Moses is a Levite. So you can't forget what I'm saying. Moses what? A Levite. And a Levite was the priest of Israel. Moses had a brother called Aaron, which was over the priesthood. But Moses was a priest. And then he had a sister who was also of the priest, which was called Miriam. Now, Moses left out of Egypt. If he's already born in Egypt, he has learned who the people are, but he didn't have any kind of knowledge. So he got to leave there for 40 years because he got to be taught of God. Now, that's why he ended up in the mountain. So God called him to himself and told him, Moses, I want you to go into Egypt. And I want you to tell Pharaoh to let my people go. So now Moses want to know, wait a minute, my people, how they got to be your people? Because I've been wanting to find this out ever since I, got, I ran out of Egypt. And I want to tell you this here, nobody threw Moses out of Egypt. Moses left on his own. All right, don't you understand? Don't, don't mix TV with my dear brother. All right, but Mo, Moses left Egypt, all oh, that's Hollywood. And Moses went and he, was, he just kept going until he got to Midian. Now, you got to understand, Moses had to stay out of Egypt for 40 years. So when you go back to Egypt, he's going to be in ministry. Let me say it again. His last 40 years is not going to be marriage. It's going to be what? Ministry. Now, you need to write that. You need to, there's something you need to hold on to. He had three sections of 40. There was a time of his birth 
and coming to the understanding of who he was. Then he had another 40 years of marriage, and his last 40 years was ministry. How many, how many got that? All right, so you need to write that down somewhere. On his last 40 years of ministry, you're going to see how God's going to use him in ministry to teach us the new covenant. When I get to the Exodus chapter 19, you're going to see Moses go up into the mountain. And he's going to stay 40 days to get the word from God. Then when I get to Exodus chapter 32, he's going to go up into, watch this, he's going to go up into the mountain the second time. See, what is he showing you? He's showing you his first coming and his second coming. Now, you got to know what he's going to see when he come down the second time. He's going to see Israel serving idols. They had made now a golden calf. So when Jesus came back the second time, Israel was turned to idols. And that's when the Lord returned. So don't forget what I just showed you. I'm going to show you that in the Old Covenant because you have to know the Old Covenant to know the New Covenant. And I found out the reason why people don't know the New Covenant is because they don't know the Old. All right, the Holy Ghost gave you the, you was given the Holy Ghost so you could know the New Covenant. But you had to compare the Old Covenant with the New Covenant. All right, let's move on. Now, Let's show you something else. I gave you Deuteronomy 33. That's where we are right now, right? And that's why I told you to go to. Deuteronomy chapter 33 and verse 1 through 5. Now, in Deuteronomy chapter 33, I'm going to show you 32, but not now. Deuteronomy chapter 33. Watch what Moses is going to say. We're going to look at the first five verses. And this is the blessing. Wherewith Moses, the man of God, blessed the children of Israel before his death. Remember, once Moses came back the second time, he was their king. Just want you to hear the little nuggets. Because when Jesus returned the second time, guess what? See, if you, if you know Moses, you know Christ. All right. And this is the blessing wherewith Moses, the man of God, blessed the children of Israel before his death. So now I'm at the last part of Moses' ministry. There's only 34 chapters in, 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 in Deuteronomy. But then I'm going to show you when I get to Exodus, I'm going to go to 32. The end of the book is when Moses came back the second time. All right, we'll get that later. In verse number two, and he said, the Lord came from Sinai, and he's talking to Israel. The Lord came from Sinai and rose up from Seir, he shined forth from Mount Paran, and he came. Now remember, Moses is giving you the end. He's telling you what happened. You got to understand how the old covenant was written. He not say he's coming. Let me read it again. He came with 10,000 of saints. What, what, my message, what my message was. He came with the clouds. See, why couldn't Moses say that? Because he knew the end from the beginning. He came with 10,000, watch this, of saints. That's why I keep telling you, you are not the saints. Watch this. From his right hand went a fiery law 
for them. Now you know that was not you. Yea, he loved the people all his saints. He keeps saying that. Uh, in his hand. And they sat down at thy feet. Everyone shall receive of thy words. Moses command us a law. Even the heritage of the congregation of Jacob. And here it is. And he was king in Jerusalem. The word Jeshurun means Jerusalem. He was king in Jerusalem when the heads of the people and the tribes of Israel were gathered together. So when he gathered all Israel together, he was now king. Moses went through three ministries. You may want to write this down. First, he was their prophet or the intercessor. He was the one who had to go to God and get the word. I'll stay with this camera in the middle. He had to go to God and get the word. He was their prophet. He was their intercessor. Then the second ministry was what? How many know the next? You only got three ministries of, of Jesus Christ. Priest. So you got to write them down. You're prophet, priest, and king. So you have to understand the priestly ministry is the book of Hebrews. See, he's showing them that now Jesus is priest, high priest. So when you read the book of Hebrews, that's what they tell you. Jesus is the high priest. He has not entered into the holy place made with hand. That's the first thing I read to you. But in the heaven itself. Why? Because he's the high priest. He is, they are to represent God, represent you in the presence of God. That's what Paul told them. Hebrews 9, 24 through 29. So the high priest represents Israel in the presence of God. Israel cannot go in the presence of God, no covenant. The high priest went in the presence of God and he wore on his chest 12 stones. Each one represent the 12 tribes of Israel. So when he went in the behind the Holy of Holies, if one of those tribes had done wrong, God's light will shine on it. And, and that high priest would know there's a problem with that one. So that's how they found out Achan, who had stolen the stuff. They went to God, and they told him who stole the stuff. They said, you come on out. <laughs> uh, we, got, we got to destroy you and your household today and everything you got. God showed you you have troubled us today. See, it wasn't no game. Once God showed you what it was, it was judgment. All right, just like those men who came and said they were the one running the, running the show, and God said, well, well, let's find out who's really I have given to run the show here. We're going to put a rod in, into the uh, coffin, they call it. Uh, what was the other name for it? Ark, Ark of the Covenant. They had put the rod in there, and the rod that blossomed and budded, bloomed, flowered, uh, resurrected, That'll be the man I'm speaking from. And only one rod that you know that. Which was, which was? One man raised from the dead. Christ. That rod represents Christ, his resurrection. Those three things in there represent his death, his burial, and resurrection. That's why you had his word, you had his bread, and you had his rod. His death, burial, resurrection. All right, so that's, how all, that's why all that stuff you have to know. All right, now in Deuteronomy chapter 33, 
Uh, we just read this in the last verse said he was king in Jerusalem when the heads of the people and the tribes of Israel were gathered together. Now remember, the only time they could be gathered together is at the end, because remember, he, they was taken up. And I'm going to show you that in, in uh, chapter 7. But we're going we're gonna to go through all of this, because I want to stop right now and just clear up some stuff. So you'll never have nobody trying to tell you some prophet lie again. All right, and if you do, shame on you. All right, we used to have a song on there. But anyway, let's go, let's go to Daniel chapter 7, and let's get this on the road. Daniel 7 and verse 9. Daniel chapter 7. Last week I did Daniel chapter 8 and 9, I think I did. Well, now I'm going to do Daniel chapter 7 and 12. We're going to look at those two chapters. Daniel chapter 7, first of all, and, and 9. And we're going to show you what we're looking for in each one. We're going to show you that Christ did come. And, and you got to understand, when I get to the thousand years, the thousand years were over. See, all this stuff people waiting for, that's why they're talking this foolishness. Accent, well, I'm not going to say the accent because they don't know. When it going to be the thousand years? A thousand years had, just pay attention, please. All right, Daniel, uh, Daniel chapter 7. We're going to come to your camera right here. Daniel chapter 7, and we're going to be looking at verse number 9. All right, if you pay attention, you get your answers. Verse 9 says, I beheld. Now, remember, you got, you got Old Testament books like Ezekiel, Daniel, Zechariah, uh, Revelation, Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. All those books are telling you what's going to happen for us in times. All right. And you got books like Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 9. You read that, it'll tell you the man with the ink horn, how he went through the tribes of Israel, and then he had another man with him with a sword, and everybody did not get the name of the father written on their foreheads. The man who had the, 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 the uh, sword killed him. He showed you what happened, and yet people do not believe the truth. See, I don't want nobody, our pastor, to die and go to hell because that's the only reason, because you don't believe the truth. So that's why God is allowing, I believe, us to be on that camera right now. I really believe that. And Daniel chapter number 7, verse 9, Daniel says, I beheld till the throne were cast down, and the ancient of day did sit. Now remember, I showed you in Jude what he came to do. What they came to do. They came to do what? Can somebody just go back to Jude and, and tell me what they did? The people on the camera that they can't tell me. That's what I'm saying. I, I, let me go back to Jude. Let me just do it. Let me just do it. Let me just do it. I, 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 I'm going to get somebody in here one of these days to take notes for me. You might end up having a paid job if you ever qualify. And it, watch this. Jude chapter 14. You'd be surprised how many people go to church and hear the word, but they don't hear it. It don't mean, it don't mean that's bad. That's why I tell you you have to go back and get the tape and listen again. You can't hear everything at one time. Uh, you know, you think you do, but you don't. Jude 1.14 said, Enoch also prophesied the seven from Adam, saying, Behold, the Lord coming with 10,000 of his saints. Why did he come? To execute judgment. That's why I told you. Now, let's go show you in Daniel. See, the word of God just told you what he came to do. You, you need to be a good note teacher. You don't have to help me preach. Just be a good note teacher. 
Here it is. I beheld, Daniel says in Daniel chapter 7, verse 9. So the thrones were cast down. These, all these people who thought they were kings. And the ancient of David did sit, whose garment as was white as snow. The hairs of his head was like pure wool. Now we found this same thing in the book of Revelation, didn't we? If you read Revelation, you read that. All right. And his throne was like the fiery flame. His wheels was as a burning fire. Now we got that from Ezekiel, right? The wheel in the middle of a wheel. And verse 10 says, a fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousands, thousands, watch this, ministered unto him. Now those are not the saints. Thousands, thousands ministered unto him. And ten, these are the saints. And 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him. Those were the saints. And now what are you going to say? And judgment was set and the books were opened. They were judged out of the book called the book of life in the old covenant. You're not judged out of a book. Let's move on to verse 11. And I beheld then because the voices of the great words which the horns spake. Now remember horns were kings. I beheld till the beast. Beast were kings. I beheld even till the beast was slain. This beast was a king. He, he was Pharaoh. I'm telling you the name. So I wanted to do a teaching to show you all the people who was in the Garden of Eden and why Adam was deceived. One day, this church will get mature enough for me to teach you who was in the Garden when Adam was deceived. I'm giving you one of the persons that was in the garden. Okay. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousand, thousand ministered unto him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set and the books were open. And I beheld to the voice of the great words which the horn spake. I'm going to show you that in Revelation 19, 20, just a moment. You want you to write that down. I beheld even to the beast were slain. See, people still think the devil's alive. Look, the devil was in the body of a man. And that man was killed. Just like the devil was in the body of Judas's carrier. And that man was killed. So you know if you got the devil, what's going to happen to you if you don't get saved. And I beheld even to the beast was slain and his body destroyed, his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. The devil was cast into hell. As concerning the rest of the beasts or the rest of the kings, they had their dominion taken away and their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. How many know the, the four kings in the book of Revelation, in the book of Daniel? See how, see how well you remember it. I taught you the book of Daniel. Now I'm giving away it now. Give you, you can get the, in Daniel there for $5 in the storehouse today. Matter of fact, anything in the storehouse you want today after the series, you can get it for $5. That's how bad I want you to hear the word. If you ain't got no money, I want them to give it to you. See, you would not be able to tell God in this church you don't know the word. It's because you don't want to know. You can't be a church member in this ministry. You got to be a student. And that's why I'm sitting down. Because I want the people in this church to be a student of the word. Somebody say, man, isn't that what happened you go to school? Is everybody standing when you go to school? What? Everybody sitting down. Because that mom wants you to be a student. 
All right. Now, in, in Daniel. Pardon? Yeah, I, I, I ought to ask you for the kings. Okay, give me the first king. No, no, the first king. What was it? Nebuchadnezzar. That's the first king. You got to know the first king because you, that's how you know the Antichrist. See, all the other kings came under and took the kingdom from the first king. So the first king was Nebuchadnezzar. That's why God put so much emphasis on Nebuchadnezzar. And then the second king was Medes and the Persians. No, no, no. What are you saying? You know what I'm saying? But I want that. I want the Medes and the Persians. You had the, Bab you had the king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, right? Then you had the Medes and the Persians. See, those are the kings. Now, that's when Israel, that's when Israel came out of captivity. God gave them favor with the, with the Persians, remember? And then the, who came after the Medes and the Persians? The Grecians. See, when you're talking about the four beasts in, in here, the four beasts were four kings. Beasts are kings. See, if, you, if you're watching the wrong folk, you know what you're going to see? You're going to see an animal with a horn on the head. And you're going to see uh, blood, what do they call it? Blood something. I don't even, blood moons. They got them coming up behind them. See all them moons, all them blood. See, that's what I'm saying. They, they're ignorant. And if you watch them, you're going to be ignorant too. The Bible is spirit. That's why people don't know where the Lord is. They think the Lord is going to come over here and be in Jerusalem over here. Just get a plane and go to Jerusalem. Really? That's the old Jerusalem. So you got to learn the word. All right, you got to know where you are. If you know where you are, you know that ain't the place. All right, those people rejected Christ. So how in the world are you going to go over there to Jesus? Well, Jesus is coming back to them. That's not the same. 2,000 years ago, this ended. There is no more Old Testament. There is no more. See, you got people still trying to believe the Old Testament. There is no more. Christ fulfilled the Old Testament. Christ is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. And yet people are trying to teach you the Old Testament. Well, they, well, why you you, Listen, no, why don't you know the words? Stop being ignorant. Why do you think Jesus died on the cross? He died to give us what? A New Testament in his blood. See, that's why I say in here you're going to be a student. You're not going to be ignorant. So you, you go out there telling somebody something, you're going to know what you're talking about. All right. Now, the, the, fourth, the third king was the Grecians, right? So when, when, when Jesus was ministry, what people were in Israel at that time? Yeah, the Romans, yeah, but the Romans didn't come for the word. The Grecians. See, you got to understand, when Jesus, you read John chapter 12, it'll tell you when Jesus Christ said that he got to die, that's when he said it, because the Grecians want to see Jesus. Sirs, we will see Jesus. You need to read your Bible. Those were Grecians. They came back out of the captivity because they had been there 70 years. I'm not going to actually, I'm just going to tell you. 
They had been in captivity 70 years. So when they came back out of Babylon, they came back and they built the city of Israel. And they built Jerusalem. So when Jesus came, the city had only been built 46 years. So when Jesus said, I will destroy this temple, that's when the man said, you're going to destroy this temple and build it. And don't you know it took 46 years to build this temple? See, if you read the words, you know the answers. All right. And what else? The fourth, the Romans. Well, that's the people were there who crucified Christ. You do know that, right? You do know the Roman who crucified Christ, right? All right. So it was the king of, of Rome who destroyed the temple. See, if you follow, you can Google that. That's free. See, you got to know Deuteronomy. Moses went to the mountain twice. And how long did he stay both times? Forty days. You didn't say years. So I, don't want to know. I know you didn't say years, but I, I know you meant days. So he went in the mountain for 40 days. That's his first time. Second time he went in the mountain, which people are waiting for now is the second coming. See, if you read that, you'll know when I show it to you, that was his second coming. And when he came, guess what he found them doing? Israel had went back not just to the law. They were parting down, and they had an image and an idol trying to get back. That's why the, the, the idol, of, of, of course, they were trying to go back to the law because that's what had happened to them. They were back on, on, on uh, worshiping of idols. See, if you know what the word said, that's what I'm saying. If you listen to me, you're going to learn. I wish God knows I had somebody to teach me so I didn't have to go through hell all these years believing a lie. All right. Now, I, I, now the, the four, I gave you the four kings. Oh, the four beasts. Now, let's go back to, coming back to your camera. We're going back to, the, to uh, Daniel chapter 7. The four kings. Now, in verse number 11 says, And, and then I beheld the voice of great words, which was a horn spake. I beheld even to the beast. Now, we know beasts are what? Kings, right? The beast was slain, his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. As concerned the rest of the beast kings, they had their dominion taken away. Yet their lives were prolonged or seasoned in a time. And I saw in the night vision, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven. Isn't that what I showed you when I first started? In the book of Revelation, he came with the clouds, right? So here, here he says, one like the Son of Man came. See, he's also, Daniel is giving you the revelation. He already came. But he came with the clouds of heaven, and he came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near. Who was this man that, that came? Son of man, Jesus, right? And they were given him, given Jesus, watch this, dominion and glory and a kingdom. You ought to know that because Colossians 1.13 told you that's where you are now. So when you sit up and let somebody tell you the kingdom ain't come, you are going against the very kingdom you in. Look, put it on the screen, Colossians 1.13. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. You are, if you say that's where you are. Colossians chapter 1. And verse number 13. Who has passed it? 
See, everything new covenant is past that. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has, past tense, translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Why did Jesus preach the gospel of the kingdom? Don't forget that. In this kingdom, the Bible said, the next verse says, in whom we have redemption. All right, Daniel chapter 7. See, when I found out that what I'm telling other folk, either I'm giving them the truth, leading them to God, and I'm, or I'm telling them a lie, leading them from God. I got to give an account. See, you don't just go out and say, I'm Reverend so-and-so. Or I'm a pastor so-and-so, a prophet so-and-so. If you cause people to be saved, you cause people to be lost. You're going to be one or the other. That's why I always tell people, don't be in no quick to, to, to tell people about the Bible. Because there's so much to learn. Learn first. That's why you're in here. That's why you're in class. All right. Now, in verse number 13. And I saw the night vision. Behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven. He came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near. And that were given to him, past tense, or dominion, glory, and a kingdom, that all people and nations and language should serve him. Is that, is that the way it is today? Now, see, you still can't say nothing. Do you know Jesus already got the kingdom, and it's already here, and everybody got to serve him today? You think that's still coming in your future? <sighs> Let me stay with your camera here. And there were given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. All these other religions, everything else is religion. You got to serve Jesus. I don't care what state you're in. I don't care what country you're in. You got to serve Jesus. You got to serve Christ. The Lord. You got to serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away. His kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed. See, and if you're trying to, that's why you don't support nobody else if they ain't preaching Christ, if they're not preaching Christ crucified. Why are you giving them that money to keep them going? You should starve them to death. And that's what people are doing. Sending their money to somebody and they keep going, Reverend. Let's go to Zechariah chapter 14. So you got to understand, you're working against God. Your only one kingdom is eternal, and that's the kingdom of God. And if you're in it, why aren't you supporting it? If you're in it, why are you not trying to help other folk get in it? See, people are saying one thing, they're doing something else. Would you think God blessing you financially? Why do you think he's blessing you? So you can support the kingdom. No other stuff. You don't support religion, tear down. That's what Paul said I do. Paul said, if I build again the thing which I destroyed. Well, what did he destroy? Religion. Zechariah chapter 14, verse 1. Told you the Lord will come. Behold, the days of the Lord. Come back to this camera. The days of the Lord cometh. And the spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. I will gather all nations against Jerusalem. 
That's natural Jerusalem. I will gather them to battle. And the city shall be taken. He's telling you what's going to happen to the natural Jerusalem. It's going to be taken. He told you what happened to Jerusalem. It's going to be destroyed. And the house is going to be riffled or rifled. And the women ravished. And half of the city going to go into captivity. And the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Because there are going to be 144,000 going to be saved. Then shall the Lord go forth, watch this, and fight against those nations. And when the, as, in the, as, in the, as he fought in the day of battle. And his feet shall stand in that day up on the Mount of Olives. See, that's what people still think going to happen. That's what it said. Well, he's going to come, he's going to stand on the Mount of Olives, and then this mountain's going to be split right down the middle. That's why they got that wall up there closed up. Nobody go through there. I don't want to say what I want to say. You know what I mean? And his feet shall stand in that day up on the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem, watch this, on the east. And the Mount Olives shall cleave, there it is, in the midst. It's going to split because it's going to be an earthquake. Going to, one side going to go to the east and one side going to go to the west. And there shall be a very great valley. And half of the mountains shall remove. It's going to be an earthquake. That's what he's talking about. Going to go to the north and half of it going to come to the south when the Lord returns. And you shall flee. He's talking to the people, talking to Israel. You're going to flee to the valley of this mountain. For the valley of the mountain shall reach to Azel. And you shall flee. Like as you fled before the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. Here it is. And the Lord my God shall come and all the saints with thee. And it shall come to pass in that day that the light shall not be dark, clear, or not dark. But it shall be one day which be known to the Lord, nor day or night, but it shall come. Let me show you who the only somebody going to see Christ. He told you this. This was in the elementary time. Elementary time, Matthew chapter 5. You read the Beatitudes. He told you who the only somebody going to see Christ in the Bible. And yet we are talking about it's going to be a, well, you're not going by the Bible. I'm going to show you this verse of Revelation 22 and verse 4. We're done. And Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. Going to tell us who's going to see him. I'm going to give you this in Revelation 22 and 4. We're done. Wait on the screen. Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew chapter number 5, verse 8. Waiting on the screen. Oh, there we go. Blessed are the pure in heart. Well, this is, these people have been saved. And he's talking to Israel. He never taught you to be attitude. Blessed are the pure in heart. Watch this. For they shall see God. People forgot about that. Let's go to Revelation 22 and 4. People telling you, you're going to see him when he comes. You still looking up? Revelation 22 come. Revelation 22. What verse I told you? In verse number 4. In verse number 4 it says, talk to Israel. Talk to Israel. It says, and they shall see his face. I'm talking to you. And his name shall be in their foreheads. Go to Revelation 14, verse 1. God's name in your forehead. I'm hoping, I'm hoping you're not letting nobody write on your forehead. Revelation 14, 1. Whose name, 
whose forehead? Revelation 14 and 1. And I looked and lo, a lamb stood in the midst of Zion, Mount Zion, Mount Zion, that's in heaven, and with him 144,000 having his father's name written in the forehead. That ain't you. You'll name the name of Christ. Second, Second Timothy 2.19. Let everyone that name the name of Christ. You, you, you don't have the Father's name. The Father's name is Jesus. Everyone that had the name Jesus in Ezekiel chapter 9, that's what they were doing. They were writing the name Jesus in the foreheads and everyone, that, the man that had an inkhorn, he'd say, they believed in Jesus. They put Jesus in the name. And then if they didn't, they received the mark of the beast. Because that's what he was trying to do, imitate God. Hey, my time is gone, man. I thank you for yours. Hey, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Come on, stop on your feet. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1 says, Christ died for our sins, and he was buried, and God raised him from the dead. Why did he do all that? So you could be saved. So your faith could be in God. So your faith could be in Christ. In Christ's death, in his burial, in his resurrection. Not just one or the other, all three. He died for our sins. He was buried in our place because he had to bury the old man. And then God raised him from the dead and made us all righteous in Christ Jesus. Hey, my time is up. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org. 